This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Club winners at last. Welcome along. Yes, it's the Sloppy Second Show. How are we all? And uh, also, of course, 
to all the ladies that are watching, said it on the early show, said it again, happy International Woman's Day. Like I said before, though, I haven't got a lady to argue with me this time. Just remember, ladies, the other 364 days, it's still ours. Okay? We're letting you we're letting you have one day. <laughs> don't don't push it. Don't you hey, you're joking. Talking about it being International Women's Day, I mean it was great and it just happened to be today that uh, I don't know if you saw earlier, we did the weekend review and we've got a new co-host here, uh Louise, uh, our first lady on the channel, and it was a pleasure to have her along. I uh, hope she enjoyed it and she's gonna be my regular co-host on the um um weekend review shows monday at nine o'clock normally um this is letter to lie die tv youtube please get over there give us i'm losing my words please get over there give us a subscribe smash those likes i say letter to lie die tv and if you are listening on podcast uh amazon apple itunes um google spotify podcast addict thank you so much for listening this is where you can find us Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide. Well, worldwide, I'm lucky if I can get as far as Southampton. I'll tell you, good evening. Um, welcome along to Brad. How the devil are you, sir? I'm all right, thanks, Chris. Uh, things are going well for Leicester uh, yes. recently. Uh, great news about Fafana. Not bad for a selling club, eh, mate? No, no. Time is going down to long-term contracts. Not bad for a selling club. No, no, we were um, we were exchanging tweets about it uh, the other day. I mean, it was ridiculous. He was injured and he was being linked with Chelsea. This was um, yeah. Madrid, oh, everything. He's do you're doing that again, aren't you? Sorry, yeah, it's because it's <laughs> sorry, buddy. It's really we well, the ladies want to see you, Brad. I know it's. I meant. I meant to have muted my notifications. <laughs> it just fills the screen, and I can't see you with them. I do apologise, my friend. No, no, no problem. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is not bad for a selling club. I kind of know we've accepted Tillemans is going now, but mm. you know, Ricardo, who not so long ago was being you know touted as going to be moving to a bigger club. Uh, yeah. For Farna, who you know, well, we wanted him. We were well, we've got him and we've got him longer now. Was it Luke Thomas? I think signed an extension, was it? Or Jay, JJ signed an extension, JJ, and JJ. Yeah. yeah, and JJ. I mean, those three players, yeah, I mean, that's you know what I mean. You just, I mean, out, I out of the three of them, I'm actually surprised that uh, Justin wasn't touted with a move to like Real Madrid or Chelsea or something like that, the way he was performing. Yes, yeah. So I think we got in there good before that started. I know, and and like you said, totally one hundred percent, not bad for a selling club. Yeah, not bad for a selling club making three players want to commit the future to Leicester City. Mm. Some some people reckon that commitment and a family sort of bond within a club's dead in football, but maybe not. Maybe maybe not. Doug and not Doug. Uh, Yeah, Doug. Do. (laughs) <laughs> Doe a dear. Welcome along. Hi, Chris and Jesus. How are you doing, uh, Doe? Um I prefer I prefer Samaras, Doug. Prefer Samaras. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I've, I've, oh, you know he's right been before, yeah. and I wasn't sure what, but I've seen him now, and yes, I can see that there. Liverpool are just kicking off the second half, and it's nil-nil. That will do you okay, Doug, won't it? That will do you okay. Scott, welcome along. One person you'll notice is missing tonight, and that is Steve. He's been called out on an emergency, but what we'll do is um, Brad and me will sort of make guesses that we think that he would, would go for. Yeah, um, I mean, we know two of them, don't we? Well, we, know, we, know, we know two yeah. of them. I did say this earlier, but I think it's worth doing because we're doing another show now, and um, we, we, it, it's always bad to lose somebody that was with the club. Um it's ne it's never good, and we did uh, say goodbye to Franco Fowl only just recently, but um, we also have to say R.I.P. to Gordon Lee. Um, those of you that are too young will probably think, "Who?" Oh. Um, he was, I believe, he was David Pleat's um, assistant manager, and when we sat David Pleat, correct me if I'm wrong, because it was a long time ago, um, he uh, he stood in and he kept us up. He'd kept us up from going down into the third tier. Unbeknownst to us, of course, Ian Holloway would pop along a few years later and manage that feat. But uh, Gordon yeah. Lee, um, questionable as to why we didn't keep him at the end after he did that. But, um, yeah, RIP to um, Gordon Lee and his family and friends. Rest in peace, Gordon. Uh, Niall over or White Chris and hello Brad. All right, mate, how you doing? Scott, uh, I was just about to say, has Steve Lynott's got a wig? Um, I, and uh, well, and he's lost a bit of weight as well. I didn't say that, I didn't say that <laughs> at all. At all. Well, we're gonna do it slightly differently today. We it is the prediction show. Um, let, let's see how we go along with this. And the first game, and it's probably a very apt place to start as it happened, because it's obviously now Brad's second team. And they, they have got, of course, according to Brad, our future manager uh, in their wing, because he suddenly has, I don't know why, changed his tune on uh, on Graham Potter. Um, and well, I, I've just, not changed my tune on. <laughs> I've just got to say that um, I will not be making you full screen tonight. But <laughs> you can keep that for, uh, for 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 private. Um, first game, Brighton host Liverpool. Um, how how do you feel about this one, Brad? Uh, see, the funny thing is, I've been talking about it. Is um, when 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 the Potter hype first started, and it was probably on here that I did it. The the funny thing is, I said, let's all get talking about Potter when they're hopefully not back down in 14th. And I, I'm now looking back at that statement in, in, in my life and, and thinking that that's probably why I'm starting to jinx Brighton. So I've just taken to the habit now of just going against them and hoping I can reverse it like I've been doing for Leicester in some of the predictions. And to be fair, it's Liverpool. They're in monstrous form. Brighton aren't getting the defensive side of things right at the moment. Can they cause an upset? Yeah, anyone can on the day. We've seen it before, but the safe bet, the safe bet almost is to say it's going to be Liverpool that win this. So I'm going to go with that and say that Liverpool just about come out on top on this one. Safe bet for you or <laughs> safe bet for the team? For my defence lawyer in front of the judge. <laughs> that's that's I mean, what it is. I mean, you look at that form there going across the bottom, and you can yeah. see. I mean, Brighton, all right, they they, they won one. 
you know, a, a while ago, uh, and that was against Watford. So, you know, no no big deal. They then lost four on the trot, which is sort of Man United. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, lost to Burnley, Villa uh, and Newcastle. I mean, you know, some of those games they shouldn't have been losing if they'd been on the form they were at the start of the season. And then you look at Liverpool, green, 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 green. You know, it, yeah. it's... You know, if you're a Brighton fan, you'd be looking at that thinking, "Oh God, you know, well, this is this is part of the pun." But you'd be looking at as any team really green with envy, wouldn't you? Wee, he started. He started. Yeah, we started. That has to get a. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Fair enough. The, the first but no, I mean, the, the thing is, they, you know, Brighton have had a, a system change, which has clearly like taken a toll on it. They didn't really do, you know, and. Not just, I'm just saying this, but you know, Brighton fans said it before, didn't do the best of business when they got rid of Dan Byrne and didn't seem to have the, you know, the, the replacement set or they were not wanting to use the replacement, even though there's good words. So there's something going on there where they're not adjusting tactically. Uh, they played better against Newcastle, but then they were already 2 0 down, they could only get better, I suppose. But they did improve, they could have maybe nicked a point. I just don't see them doing anything against Liverpool, unfortunately. I just Liverpool would have to have to be really off their game, or Brighton would have to play absolutely amazing for something to happen. I mean, look, we did it, yeah, and we was yeah. in terrible form. So stranger things have already happened this season. It's but one of those I, seasons, isn't it? Where yeah. you know, on the day, but look, but look, I mean, Brighton are now. We're, actually, we're getting down to the yeah. we're getting down to our own title race stuff. This Liverpool Man City, our title race here. At, on the prediction show is better because we're at least we're competitive all the way through. Can I just say so, I've had forgotten to mention that, and I was actually going to bring it up later in the show, but seeing as you mention it now, in fairness, you've closed the gap. Oh, that's good. You, then. You're now only three ahead because I'm I'm now on 108, you're on 105. Oh well, I'll no, take yeah, yes. Steve's on 92, and I feel a bit unfair to Steve because he did take over somebody else's. Predictions we had a weekly guest on, but then again, he's he's, he's never been he's not been a lot better himself. In fairness, no, no, he keep he keeps making these um, self indulged bets, doesn't he? On when it comes to picking his side to win through prejudice or through wild Steve Linex ways, shall we say? Yeah. I tell you what, we're going to do, Steve Scott. I mean, if you're going to stay in for the whole show, I am going to take your predictions. Uh, Steve Linux's predictions. I think that's that the works. fairest way. Yeah, that, that works. Yeah, that that that. If you don't mind, so he's gone. He's gone four-one Liverpool, which I could see. It. Oh, I are. Brighton. They're below us now, you know, and we've got two yeah. games in hand on them. Can you see them getting? I mean, I always said, you know, we were saying at the start we didn't get this Graham Potter. Is, is the next Messiah sort of, you know, talk. But if he was to get Brighton into Europe, that would be an achievement. Oh, of course. Like I, mean, it, I mean, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's always an achievement. It doesn't matter what mm. standard of club you are. Yes, you might be disappointed that you're not in the higher competitions. That's just logical. That's not, like, over-ambitious to me. That's just yeah. being logical. I'm going to be disappointed if we don't get Europe of any form next season. I will be. But... And talking from a Brighton perspective, any club should be happy with Europe in any form. We, I don't like the underprivileged that all the competitions get. And I know the Europa Conference League is brand new, and I get it, but it's still now official UEFA 
competition. So it's, mm. you know, it's something like that that has a European breakdown. It isn't one of the Mickey Mouse ones like the Club World Cup, but I'll leave that argument for another day. Um, if Brighton got it, they'd do it. The only problem is now is you're looking at Brighton, who's got a nasty run of fixtures, to my knowledge. It's not looking like it's going to get any better soon. They just no. maybe need to do a Leicester at this point and just try and make sure the performance is there. If they go and lose this game two, two nil, but make a good fist of it, you can still come away with positives, and that's what Brighton needs to do over the next couple of weeks. So I don't see the results getting better. No, I I, I do wonder. I, I, if you're looking at current form, I think in my eyes Brighton have probably passed. Um, Getting into Europe, I've got to be honest with you, I can't yeah. see it now. You know, I think they're on the wrong run, aren't they? As well, you need yeah. to be looking upwards in your form right now than downwards, definitely. As well. well, let's see, um, what the next um game is. And if my you see, this is, this is all new, yeah. you see, you're asking me to multitask here. I'm <laughs> assuming you're going Liverpool, did you say? You, you abused, yes, uh, yeah. Well, Scott went four one, didn't he? Yeah, no, I meant you. Oh, sorry, and say me. Um, so, so, well, I'm trying not to upset Chloe. You see, so I'm not saying. I'm just going to write it down here. Hello, Chloe. I'm going to uh, write it down here. And not, she, won't no, I'm going, she won't be watching tonight. She's out tonight. No, I'm only. She she'll be she watching this when she gets back. You're on it. Come on, Brad. No, seriously. Yeah. Joking aside, Liverpool. Sorry, Chloe, but Liverpool all the way for me. They're just. Like you say, the, every team, to my mind, has been inconsistent this season in in, a, in their own way. But Liverpool are just banging it out at the right time. They've come good, and they've made it exciting for the rest of us with the um, uh, you know opening up the title race. Brentford they had a good win the other week uh, against Norwich. Um, drawn one, lost three, won that one. Um, against Burnley, who are really, really struggling. I mean, they had the two wins. They then had the draw, and they've had the two losses. To me, that's, you know, I said to, to, to Dan, who's a regular on this show, as you know, um, Burnley, you've got to start changing those wins into, those draws into wins. They've had a lot of draws. When they started to win, they won those two games, uh, and, you know, you're talking that they beat... Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion and Tottenham. Um, that was when they needed to kick on. And then I thought they might have a chance of staying up. But I think they've let the moment go. Well, I mean, it's a, that's a... I don't know if they've let it go. I think they can be sort of forgiven. They, they came up against an out-of-sorts Leicester. Um, and Leicester just put them to the sword. It was one of them where Leicester just we turned up, we we had a good account of ourselves. Um, you know, we were we were the Leicester that was sort of losing games to the naked eye, to the obvious eye, but maybe only Leicester fans were seeing the slight improvements on the pitch. And Burnley just came up against that. You do when you're on a momentum run, because you try and grab as many points as you can. And Leicester just outplayed them on that game. They, you know, they got turned over. And then they played Chelsea, didn't they? And for 45 minutes, they kept them out. But once their heads went, Chelsea went to town. And that's the only concerning point for me mm. when it comes to Burnley's. I, their mentality. Are they literally going to be one of them teams that if they don't go 1-0 up, their heads go? Because that's 
that's yeah. not going to do do them well. And they're playing a Brentford side. Ivan Tony comes back, they get goals. I know two were a penalty, but he got a hat trick on his return. I know you said it in the show earlier, Chris. Um, but Ivan Tony's back. We said this about certain teams when they come up. We always find a player or two. Ericsson got 90 minutes. This yep. is a classic game as well. Brentford at home, after the performance, they just the way they decimated Norwich, he's got home winner. He's got Brentford win written all over. Right? Just no, I'm sorry, Dad, but there's no way I can't look past it. I don't know if that's caught up in the return of Ericsson, but the way they just brushed the side Norwich, they, yeah. they're the games you need to win. Yeah. Right, you can go and get your points and your surprise win against Spurs, but if you lose your next seven and four or five of them are against teams like, then it's going to count for nothing. These yeah. are the games you've got to win, and Brentford did that against Norwich. If they perform like that against Burnley, even if Burnley have a good performance, I still see Brentford coming out the top. Totally, one hundred percent. Scott went for the draw there. Um, yeah, like it's, it's like you know when we we beat Burnley, if we hadn't then gone on and beaten Leeds, it wouldn't have. Been, yeah, it wouldn't matter. You got you've got to carry that on, and I, I like I said, I could see Burnley staying up. Um, where I thought, oh, this is you know, this is they're going to kick on from here, um, and they just haven't. You know, they, yeah. they say, you know, they got that draw against Palace. You know, they lost to us. You know, and like Chelsea, you know, you, you lose to Chelsea, but. Yeah, yeah, this is just going to be the game, isn't it? This is, I think, this is almost, and without being over dramatic, you could say that Burnley's season rests on this game. Yeah, you, 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 you would be interested to see the bounce back if, if Brentford do go and get a, com- a comfortable yes. win, especially yeah. if it's a comfortable win. And Burnley have got coming up a lot of games against the lower teams. You know, they've got Everton, um, I think they've got Newcastle. Uh, I think they've got Watford as well. So the, the, those are the games they've got to win. Chelsea, yeah. I mean, yeah, when it's three points, great, but it's unlikely to happen and it didn't. Um, it's the winning the games against the teams around you because, as they always say, it's an old football say, they are the proverbial six-pointers. You know, you're yeah, taking three are. off them and getting... They're the ones that will keep you up yes. over a season. Yeah. Now, if, like, if they don't win this against Brentford, because this is a winnable game for them, then I, I, I do really start I think to the get wheels come off. Yeah, I think the wheels will come off their, their, their yeah. charge because especially if, say, oh, I don't know, say, say the teams just above them mm. also go and get a few booster points to separate the gap even more after that. Yeah, yeah. Then what? They're like five, six points off. It just, even though it sounds small, it, it just seems that a lot bigger number when the game starts shrinking, because then all of a sudden it's 12 yeah. games and then it's 11 games. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know what I mean? So, suddenly that five point gap is still there and whatever it is, or yes. could become, you know, going into single figures, then, then it sets in the mindset. And then that's what Burnley have got to try and avoid. I mean, I mean, they've only got one game in hand now. I mean, they've got, yeah. they've actually played one game more than Everton. I know that is the game then, but, you know, Leeds, they've got one game in hand, all right, Brentford two. And Watford and Norwich, they've only played one game less than them two. They've suddenly sort of, that, that run of games that they had, there were four yeah. games behind at one point, have suddenly disappeared and they're still down there. Yeah. And, 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 
and again, that's that's why they've not taken their advantages. Yeah. Um, in fact, they probably yes, they've got two wins, but if you think about it, like you're saying, with them now pretty much played them games in hand, they've not mm. come out out of that with with a level. They've probably come out of that just fifty fifty, haven't they? Yes. If not, just yeah. a bit less. And you really want to have maybe two more wins before that run started. It was. It was great that they got it, obviously for Burnley to keep them going, but it almost was literally like they exert themselves in all the desperation because they realised they were really falling up behind. Yes. Yeah. You know, they, two wins out of the last like seven probably is not the form they need. They need I'm, to be winning this game and not doing I'm really game. torn on this, to be honest with you. Um, no, it's because your son's a Burnley fan that you <laughs> well, no, he wants me to go against Burnley because whenever I say Burnley, oh, go Burnley, go on, Chris, Texas, go on, Burnley. Whenever I pick Burnley, they've lost. But you know, I mean, like you say, Tony's back, Ivan Tony, and he's yeah. come back. And I don't care that there were penalties; there's still a goal. It still gives him the confidence. First yeah. game back, gets a hat trick. Yeah, they cost. You know, he's got a goal, but. You know, he hasn't followed that up again, you know. Um, And Ericsson, which is fantastic news to see him, not only see him to come back, but to see him uh, play the full 90 minutes. And I was saying with Louise earlier, it'll be interesting to see where he goes at the end of the season, if if he's staying at Brentford or if he's moving on. Because I wouldn't mind, I definitely wouldn't mind seeing him at at, at Leicester. But looking at at this... um, and I know the form's pretty much the same there. It says it says draw all over it in a way, but I think I'm going to have to agree with you, Brad. I think I'm going to have to go for a Brentford win. I just fill it in the water right. almost, if you like. It's all right, Chris, because if they win now, we can tell Dan. We can tell Dan we did that for him. Yes. That's his birthday present. You can yes. give him that birthday gift. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Inter Milan have just gone one nil up against Liverpool. Squeaky oh, buzzer time there. Uh, Nineteen minutes left. Nineteen minutes left. Uh, Bayern, Bayern Munich. And I heard this on the radio earlier that they said like, Bayern Munich are, are going to struggle tonight. Well, they're not struggling because they're five nil up against Salzburg. I think Salzburg wish they had a certain uh, striker playing for them still. Uh, <laughs> Mind you, I don't know whether it would have made a lot of difference against Bayern Munich. Now, this could be the um, game of the weekend because it could be the dullest nil-nil draw that we ever see or it could be an amazing 6-5 or something silly to one of the teams. You've got you've got Man United who, I'm going to be honest with you, they've changed the driver, but they're still heading to the cliff. Um, they're just... You know, when you when you change a manager, you would hope that that manager is going to improve you. He hasn't. You know, Oli got them to a second place. He got them to a fourth place. I can't see them getting fourth this season. Ralph was supposed to be this amazing, um, knowing all about football sort of guy that was going to come in and transform them. They don't even. I don't. You know, they haven't even weren't even able to get a full time manager. They've had to get Ralph in temporarily. Spurs. They caught the first half of the season up when they went for the 97th choice as manager. They finally got their first choice in at the second attempt. But they can just, you know, they can go and win 5-0. They can go and lose 3-2. It, 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 you just don't 
I I don't know where this is going to go, Brad. What do you think? Yeah, it is one of those, isn't it? You know. Yeah, because I'm just trying to wrap my head around how this how this team beat Man City, and how that team got thrashed by them, and oh, it was embarrassing. As a neutral to watch, it was, and I know Manchester United fans thought the same, so I'm not just being yeah. hard here. No. But no. you are right. This game is one of the most bizarre fixtures whenever they play. It's, can't, it's something about Tottenham, because we are the same when we play Tottenham. It's always a crazy game. I'm still not forgiving them for the... Yeah, but we move. Anyway, yeah. um, but this <laughs> game could, like you said, could be 0-0, could be 3 all, could be 6-4. It doesn't seem to matter what form these guys are in, but, oh, God, I know he's probably doing it to make sure he gets a club interested to pay the £150 million for him. He's finally got his brain switched on. But what is Harry Maguire's career going to be left with if Harry Kane and Son are on fire? Hmm. I mean, I saw that meme or tweet or whatever it was that went around about um, trying to report Harry Maguire's Twitter page for fraudulent occupation saying he's not a footballer, which I have to admit, I did, I did have a bit of a jest that. Um, but what are them two going to do to that one man is, is is unbearable to think for the poor guy. Um, well, depends on your opinion of Harry Maguire, whether you think he's poor or not. I don't really yeah. football ability. Um, but I'm just... I'm so confused as to what to go for because I keep thinking of the results and I'm thinking Spurs are in all right form. Man, you are getting ripped to shreds. It should say Spurs win, but then I remember six ones and stuff like that. And it's like, it should definitely be that. But mm. as a part of me, it just, I don't even, I thought I could see it when he first came in, but I can't even see it now. With they might as well have stuck the volley. Um, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, they can't take the better out of the two squads, though. So sorry, I'm sorry, Steve. I'm going to go for a Spurs win. I've just committed to it. I've committed to a Spurs win. You are committed now. I've written it down. You yeah. can't change your mind. I mean, uh, Brad, are we uh, giving Steve the benefit of the vote here for what he would do? Oh no, Scott's choosing, isn't Scott, he? Scott so is still choosing yeah. that yes, night. Yeah, and he said he will be fair and say what legend Steve Linux would say and go for the Man United win. Good uh, lad, he would yeah. do. He would do. Um, I mean, I, I just think. I mean, they, I think they got Ollie in because they. I, I mean, he was managing somewhere else and decided he was the man. And he came in and he did settle that squad down because there was a lot of bad feeling under Jose Mourinho, if you believe what you hear. And he got them winning again and he went on an amazing winning streak. And then the United board came along and said, yeah, I know you've still got three months left of your temporary contract, but we're going to give you a full-time contract now. As soon as that happened, they started losing. I just don't, you know, the decisions that Man United are making, they got rid of Oli purely to appease the fans and try and get the pan the, the fans back um on. Mike, Mike, good evening. Um I mean, Mike, well, it's a game we're talking about, Man United. I mean, believe you me, mate, if I was quite happy for Man United to join the ESL and go off and and never be seen again and be thrown out the Premier League, to be honest with you. But you're still here. 
Um, and he's, he's such an easy target because you know you were such a good club that is slowly going down quicker than the rat down the drain pipe. To be totally honest with I just, you, I just, I just, I don't understand this appointment anymore. Because if you look at the results, at first everybody was picking him up and saying what he was going to bring to the game, and I know he's meant to be upstairs in the border and doing yeah. things from there, and I get that. And Man United fans obviously get that. But I don't know what the issue is going on there. Nobody can seem to figure it out. There's, right. a, there's an opinions divide on who's to blame for Manchester United's form. But it might as well sound like you might as well just told Rackman to go upstairs and kept Ollie because in terms yeah. of who they beat and who they're struggling against, it ain't it's not changed. It has not changed. I mean, he played four four two and they might they might as well have generally rang up the actor and got Mike Bassett to manage. Because he played four four two. And he went with two people that aren't even a stri- stri- strikers up and put them up front. Hmm. I just that that I agree. I mean, not I even Ollie would have totally. tried that. Yeah, not even Ollie would have tried that, and that's saying something. Ollie wouldn't have even done. Something if you're going to get rid of Ollie or a, any manager, don't do it, and then. <laughs> don't have somebody that you can bring in for six months, and you've got to get yeah. somebody in temporary. I mean, I, yeah. we, we, we've been critical sometimes of Brendan's position of our players. We la- yeah. I laughed with you earlier, didn't I? Saying he might start yeah. Barley at left-back because obviously yes. he's yeah. But clearly, I, I said, by yeah, the way... Well, this is Brendan. Yeah, <laughs> but by, by, by the way Chowdhury played that game, it's clearly something they're working on. Brendan clearly likes to try and get players, seemingly the youngsters, why mm. he can, to try and be versatile. So it's working, in a way. If he's trying yes. to make... Chowdhury more versatile, he's probably opening up to more game time through injuries or whatever, like he's been getting. So they're trying to do that with Paul Pogba and whoever else. It was. I was just like, eh. And, and I've got to say, Mike, in fairness, you're going to get talked about because you're such a joke at the moment. <laughs> you, know yeah. you look at Man United and go, well, I think I look at Man United and I would definitely, definitely say this. But, but in in fairness, we've also got to look at Tottenham. And, of course, stay in Tottenham. You know, we can't mention Tottenham without having an update because I know TalkSport used to have an, an Arsenal section every day at the same time. We're having a Tottenham section. They're living rent-free in our, our channel at the moment. But just, it is, just to let you know, it's now 14 years, 8 days, 4 hours, 5 minutes and 58 seconds. Wait a minute, now it's 6 minutes. So it is getting... <laughs> Tottenham, I'm sorry, but you are... Um, yeah, you... you, you, you Rubbish, rubbish, you'd matter who you get in. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for a draw on this one. Um, and I think it's gonna be a very low scoring draw, I've got to be honest with you. Um, I can't I can't see it any other way. The the top Tottenham can can play well. Look at you know, they look at the way they demolished Everton. You know, they could have just done it one or two, they didn't, they went and got five and put probably should have had more. Um and Man United are just awful at the moment, but you don't know what yeah. Tottenham's going to turn up, and that's the thing. So I am actually going to go for a draw on that one. Um, and we know, even though even if it's a draw, we still know it will be first on match of the day. 
Yeah. <laughs> and of the long segments as well. Yeah. Loving Chris, like the curtains as well, lol. <laughs> hey, we've not got onto Arsenal yet, Anthony. <laughs> Don't count your chickens. Right. So the next game, um, this could be interesting. Chelsea, Newcastle. Um, let's just uh, bring this up. And I have actually missed Chelsea off, but it is Chelsea first there. Talk to us about this one, Brad. Well, Newcastle have um, done the right, correct business. I've got to give credit where it's due. They did the business that they needed and it's paid off for them because they've probably got themselves from the relegation thing. You know, it was a little bit of a laugh and fun at joke. It would have been nice to see them go down with all that money just for that, but they've done the job. But at the end of the day, it looks like they're starting to call their way out of danger quite comfortably the way it's going. So this is really a free hit for them. I don't actually read too much into Chelsea's um, second half uh, against Burnley because I think if they can do that against Burnley, what they're going to do against a Newcastle side that are going to be up for it and going to fancy the chances, they've got no fear. Uh, I don't think Eddie Howe will allow for comfort. He'll still want points on the board because obviously you don't want to just yeah. start putting your feet up after a few, after four, four or five good results. But the way it's going down at the bottom, you, you start to think they're already getting themselves out of sight pretty much already. So, free swing, good game. Potential for an upset. It's probably the fact that I still think it's possible just because of how good a form Newcastle on. And yes, Chelsea did put a fair few past Burnley, but they've still been struggling as of late to do that a lot in the league. I know their form is, you know, has got an L in there, but it's got three wins on the bounce. But, the results haven't been that convincing when they've played, you know. When you look at who they've beaten, they've beaten Tottenham, which we literally have just said um, <laughs> they could easily lose as win Tottenham, but they beat Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, they beat um, Chelsea. Uh, sorry, they beat Tottenham, sorry. They beat Crystal Palace. They beat Burnley. So two of those games you think they should have won anyway. Yeah, anyway. You know, yeah, they only yeah. drew with no. Brighton. Uh, and, of course, they lost to Man City. How do you, yeah. John Wayne, by the way? How are you doing? Um, so, I mean, and then, then you look at that and you probably look at them wins. They weren't that convincing. Were they all, I mean, the Crystal Palace score, I can't remember it. Uh, that was 1-0, um, just 1-0. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's not been convincing when they have one. I think the fact that I can still potentially see an upset means I'm not going to go where I was originally. I'm going to say it's a draw. Right. I think just because I can actually convince myself that Newcastle could potentially win it, but not enough to go by it, I have, I'm mm. going to have to sit on the fence with it. Yeah. Scott said he sees an upset on this and he's going for a Newcastle win. I've got to be honest with you, I I was going to go exactly the same, Brad. You know, I think Eddie Howe, I still don't think he's there long term. I don't, And I think that's purely because... I hope he is, because you know I've seen him down here and what he did at Bournemouth, etc. Yeah. So you know my thoughts. I, I think he, he, he is what the people are saying Graham Potter could be. He's all, I think he already is. And it, this is his chance to prove. And I think with what he's done with Newcastle already, yes, he's had the money. Yes, he's brought some big names in. But, you know, we well, Man United, we can see having big names doesn't guarantee you anything. But he's got yeah. them playing. He's got them really... 
out of a, out of the shit, if you like, and, and getting them up the table. Um, if the results go, they could end up. I think they could end up above us if um, if the results go that way. I mean, only two places behind us. Oh no, the 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 uh, too many points. They're five points behind us. Um, they haven't, like you say, they haven't lost in five. Um, the draw was um, against West Ham, but you know they've beaten Everton, they've beaten Villa, they've beaten Brentford, and they've beaten Brighton. Now again, you could say they've not beaten anybody big, but you can only beat what's in front of you, and. Uh, if this was at Newcastle, I might be tempted to go for the Newcastle win, you know. Yeah. But I think with Chelsea, they just... Yes, I mean, they beat Burnley 4-0, but I think Burnley almost capitulated in that. Once the first goal went in, they kind of just... It was almost like they'd given up, you know. Um so I am. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to have to agree with you. I, I, I can see this being a draw. I can see this being a draw. Now then, um, talking about teams in trouble, and they say that you know Leicester have had trouble behind the scenes. I question whether that's actually the case or not. Um, certainly not. I think like Man United, Chelsea are at the moment for different reasons. But this club are really, really. In the, the poo poo oh. now, you know, um, yeah. and I don't blame Frank Lampard. I think it was the case, as I think you said, or Dan was it said, you can't polish a turd, um, you know. And you know, look at that Everton side, you know. I mean, Wolves have, have dropped off, uh, but Everton one win in five. And you know, if you look at the table, mate, you know, um, Everton they've. They've, all right, they've got two games in hand on Leeds, but Burnley, they've only got one game in hand now. They literally only appoint out the bottom three. They beat Leeds, which, okay, you know, again, you, you, you might expect that. But, I mean, 5-0 against Spurs. That's demoralising. Yeah. I, I know they're on a bad run of form, and he wasn't really expecting them to do anything against Spurs. Let's face it. But that's 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 bad. That's that's just as bad as the confidence knock it'll do to Man- Manchester United. And Wolves must be rubbing their hands because they were awful against Crystal Palace. Mm. They were awful. That was that was for me was not not so much shock because Crystal Palace have done decent this season, given the fact that. Vieira was sort of Ranieri-esque in being the first manager supposed to get sacked before he'd even taken a training session. Yeah. Um, you know, he's done really well at Palace. They've kind of drifted in and out a bit, probably taking the foot off the gas because, you know, they're, they're more than safe sort of thing. Um, but Wolves will be looking at going, all right, we know they might have a response in them, but do they really? I think they're going to be nervous. I think Wolves will be. I think you make Wolves aggressive for this game for the start. I can only see it being one way traffic. I know Wolves did lose and didn't play well at the weekend, but Everton are just. Oh, that's. That could have been the game that's broken Everton's back. Mm. I don't think they'll go on and lose every game they're playing for the rest of the season, but that might have just been the start of the end for Everton, um, especially if they lose this game. And I, I think that's it. I do think that's it. I think Wolves will be very happy to know they're coming up against Everton that have just been 
thrashed and I think we'll get the job done here. Yeah. I mean, I've just seen here BBC saying the worst performance of an abject season. Are Everton too bad to stay up? And probably the yeah, answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and normally what we're seeing about teams like that, are they too good to go down? Because they're listing players of quality. Yes. You just, yeah. There are some good players in there, don't be wrong, but you just can't even do that. Work. So the fact that BBC are actually turning around and saying, are they too bad to stay up? Mm. You know, it says it all about how badly they are and how badly they're doing. Yeah, talking about badly, RB Salzburg. I mean, Jordan Pickford will still get Fringman. Sorry, I thought to say that. You know, <laughs> RB Salzburg is seven-one down now, oh. um, and six-two oh. on aggregate with Lewandowski scoring a thirty-three-minute hat trick. And I've got to say, um, respect out there to um, to Lewandowski for cutting ties off with a certain company today um, that is based in Russia. And he's no longer working for them as their ambassador. So well, well done, well done to him. That's all I can say. Uh, and of course, our thoughts, as always, are with the people of Ukraine um, as, as as we speak. I mean, Everton—they've always—they were always that club that were like seventh, eighth, and should break in. You know, they had the spell under um, Howard Kendall. Um, when Mickey was there, but you know, they've never really, you know, even under David Moyes, they were there or thereabouts. And yes, I know they got Europe and we weren't allowed in that year, so they, they couldn't take part. But they just, for me, they've had the money, they've got the money, you know, they've got the Arab, you know, that the, the owns them. Um, they've bought the big players, they've spent money. Um, yeah, but, but the that managers, thing. Yeah, but some of the managers they've had that they've allowed to spend the money. Ronald Koeman was a disaster of a train wreck in the transfer window. Yes, yes, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. What I'm saying is though that for what they've done, they should be doing better. They shouldn't yeah, be where yeah, they are. Definitely. You know, for them, you know, it's all about. We they, buy I bad mean, players. We do. We we've had the um, the Slamanis and the Gazelles and what have you. Yeah. But, we we get it right more often than not. Everton haven't. Um, no, and I still remember when Leicester fans went into absolute meltdown when they st- when they signed Steve Walsh. I was yeah. I was saying I was speaking to an uh, an Everton man, uh, fan about that, and and he got blamed for it. Well, no, it might have actually been Elton Wellsby uh, that I was talking to, and he said, you know, when he came. It was him. It wasn't his team, and it was the team that was doing well at Leicester. Yeah, and he could not replicate that on his own or with the guys that he had at Everton, and he said they, ne- they never brought in, he never brought them in a decent player. Um, exactly. So, yeah, it just shows you that you shouldn't judge your backroom stuff if you take them or if you have them. It, 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 there's, yeah. There has to be a whole united unit of work hard. To get <laughs> this is why out. I'm not too bothered about Lee Congleton going to Atlanta. I don't blame him um, because there were top-class Italian side and obviously going to be a bit warmer than Leicester. But, uh, you know, it's not. I'm not overly worried about that. No. Because especially especially if you look at the latest signings and there's anything to do with him, Leicester guard, Bertrand, <laughs> Perez. Um, yeah, he off, they can go and buy him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Everton should be doing well. It might not be a bad job for them to actually go down regroup and come back up and if they go down and say someone like Brentford can stay up for me that's happy days and that's nothing against Everton 
don't dislike I, them at all. But I just I like don't, to see that I, big team I don't, going down. I don't know how Everton would actually cope in that first season. It might sound simple, but Pitford's not going to play in the championship. Not as England's number one. He's not mm. going to want to. Not why, but he, you know, he's not going to want to play in the championship. He can't. He can't afford to be really doing that. He needs to be playing with the greatest of respect, high end opposition, week in week out. So he'll get a move. Richarlison's going to be sold straight away. Yeah, because he won't want to be in a championship. Calvert Lewin probably goes as well. Everton needs to be worried if they go down. I know they've got the owners and I know these players might, they might do a Newcastle keep them all together and do it, but I don't know. I'm a little bit worried. They might, I'm not saying they won't get promoted for some form, but I don't think they'll have an easy coast. And I certainly don't think they'll have anywhere near the squad they've got now if they go down. But look what happened to Leeds. I know that was more financial ruin that did yeah. to Leeds, but everybody thought that maybe if a few Leeds players could have stuck together, they would have gone up and it just got worse, though, didn't it? Yeah, so, it did. We, we well, will Scott's gone for a draw. Had we not, had we not seen that 5 0 win for, for, for Tottenham against Everton, it, I mean, it will be demoralizing. Uh, a win like that's got to be. And, you know, when you look at Ralph and uh, at Southampton now, he came back after two nine nils. I don't think Lampard's got that necessarily that experience to, to do that. Uh, after I know it's only five, but still five. Yeah. Wolves, I'm surprised that, they're, you know, they've, 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 you know, lost the last three. I, yeah. I really am. Uh, and, you know, you're talking they lost to Arsenal, they lost to West Ham, and surprisingly to Palace. Like you say, they were awful. I don't think that Bruno will let them be that bad again. And I yeah. think I think Wolves are going to take all three points here. I've got to be, and I keep agreeing with you, Brad, but great minds, as they say. Great minds. Yeah. You know. Um we I mean Dorco says we've still got to play them twice this season. We could relegate them. We could do. Um but let's not get too you know, we to say that oh we're Leicester, we're on form now, we're gonna stuff Everton. Yeah, this is Leicester. You know? Yeah, it'd be an easy three-pointer. Yeah, this is a good point, actually, Scott. Um, talk about Everton. We could be, could, could we be having Steve Walsh back as head of recruitment? I mean, I, I actually I tried to get Steve Walsh on the show. Um, that Steve Walsh, not the football player who's already been on. And I was talking to his daughter Hannah, and it was going through her, and. He's had, all his family are up there, and he might be of an age now where he thinks, you know what, I've been paid off, I've done my bit now, I'm just going to enjoy my life. So, he, you know, it's whether he wants to throw, get back into that. And personally, um, I, I don't, I wouldn't like to maybe go back to staff members before. I don't think less. He would be being compared, all his signings straight away. First, this, you know, his first sign, is he going to be as good as Mares? Is he going to be the new Kante? I would feel it's sorry not. for his signings, you know. Yeah, but they, they weren't good enough, the ones he made for Everton, and I just don't want that back in the club. We, we haven't suffered. If he He's at an age now where if he wants to put his feet up and he's got his family settled there, I, I, I stay there with the greatest of respect. Um, yeah. I think it shows, shows better for the club itself how they've moved on since he left, so... I wouldn't. I mean, 
I mean, unless there's something we don't know of why he was able to do his job better at Leicester than Everton, then... I think so. it was just the team, I think. You know, yeah. it was... Uh, um, and I think Lee, Everton were looking at... Where we were looking at players here, you know, Everton, because they had the money and what have you, were looking at players up here. But, hey, you know, we don't know. We don't know. Um, right, talking of um, last matches on Match of the Day... This one's got to be very much a contender. Uh, Leeds United, we have lost five in five against Norwich City, who have drawn one and lost four in five. Has this got nil-nil written all over it, Brad? See, you think that, but I actually don't think... I think it'd be, if it's last on match of the day for a nil-nil, it's going to be one of them exciting nil-nils. I've, I don't know why. I've got this feeling that both teams are going to hit the desperado button on it, and I don't mean the, the, the alcoholic drink either. Um, <laughs> but I think they're going to hit that button, and I think they're going to go all out for this. Um, we, we saw... I've already written my answer down, by the way, so just to say that I'm not cheating. No, that's mm-hmm. fair enough. That's fine, mate. Um, but we, we, we kind of saw it, I guess, against us, didn't we? They, they changed their style from you know, that overrated Bielsa, but we move. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe that will allow Leeds to be a bit more aggressive, a bit more on the front foot, the way they want to be. Uh, Norwich try and play that way anyway. Could be an end of a game. Um, but I think he's got a lot of goals in it. I think this is going to be something like a 3-3 three thrill- three, three, three thriller. It's easy That's for easy for you to say. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to go for the draw, mate. But I don't think it'll be a last on the max of the day uh, unless they all unless they miss their chances, which they're, which they're just as capable of right now. And it well, could be one nil. The worrying thing, I know we beat them one nil. The worrying thing was, as I said at the time, is that we let them have so many shots, nearly twenty yeah. shots. Hey, well, hey, right, mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I'll remind you again. You said that about Randers. We've stepped up to Leeds gear. Arsenal's the next test. We're, 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 we'll, we'll talk about the genius that is Brendan after we beat Arsenal. He says, to be honest with you, I've, 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 as you know, I've always said Brendan is a tactical genius. Yeah, never called and, him anything like a bell end or anything like no, that. No, 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 I wouldn't. I would never, I would never do that. How dare you, sir? How very dare you? Um, for me, I, I mean, I did the watch along and I spent a long time, obviously, well, 90 minutes with the uh, Leeds fan who they're absolutely delighted with Jesse March. Um, he's very much in the Bielsa uh, mould, uh, although he doesn't sit on the bucket. Um, by the way, Leeds have got a bucket for sale if anybody is interested. If anybody needs a bucket, please contact Leeds United. They have got one for sale. Um, but he sorted the defence out. Because, I mean, you know, they let 14 goals in in the previous three games. I mean, that was that was sacking form. Um, he's, you know, he did... In what the short time he had, um, did that? And, and oh, I haven't. I tell you what, I haven't brought up. I haven't brought the form up, have I? You know. Um, yeah, you did. Five losses and five for Leeds, and where's it gone then? One win and no, one draw. Is it four losses? No, you're changing teams now. Yeah, you did bring it up. You said Leeds have had five losses and Norwich there have had... Go. There we yeah, yeah. I clicked on the wrong thing, I think. Um, I can I can actually see Leeds winning this. 
Oh, Chris. It's... Yeah. Why have you ruined it? We all... Look, you know that, you know that like, unloyal supporter that jumps from team to team? To that one year supported Arsenal, one year supported Chelsea, one year supported Man United, one of them glory fans. Well, we're you now... The, the, the fan we're better known as Nippon. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> But we're doing the opposite here in Leicester till I die. We want the Newcastle to go down. That's not going to happen. We want, we, you know, now we're saying Everton will go down. But just in case you've got half of a second horse to back for us, it's supposed to be Leeds United. What are you doing giving them three points? I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Folks, send your disappointment in to Chris at Leicester till I die. <laughs> send them in there because. It's giving Leeds three points, and that's not the way we're doing this as a neutral set of fans. We're all uniting together and getting Everton or Leeds relegated here. No, you see, no. I'm, I'm, I thought you see, I th- Leeds used to be a big team under Don Revy back in the day, and I thought he was going to say they're, David they're O'Leary. Fans, I've never come across a Leeds fan, and I can only speak as I find. I've never come across a Leeds fan that's been the we should be in the Premier League because of. We should we should just be there because we are Leeds United, you know. Then not like the you know we should be winning trophies because we're called Arsenal, or you know we should, you know we should be uh, in the Champions League every season because we are Man United. Um, so I kind of like Leeds in a way, um, but I just see Norwich. My my hatred for Norwich is more. Than my any hatred I've got for Leeds. I want Norwich to go down as quickly as possible, and then I want them to disappear up their own backsides, stop breathing our oxygen and taking away from us for a season. And maybe you'll learn your lesson, Norwich, because you've got the likes of Leeds come up and give it a go and they stay up for one season. You see the likes of Sheffield United come up, give it a go. Blackpool came up, they were top of the league for one season while one week while they were up it, while they were up. These clubs are coming up and they are giving it a go and they're making it. You are just taking Norwich, you're just taking, let's say, the oxygen that we breathe in the Premier League and you're not giving another club a chance. And coming up, getting the money, going down, getting the parachute payment, coming up. You can't run a club like that. And I just heard say, go down as quickly as possible, leave 100% of the time. Please do me a favor, go out there and stuff Norwich for me. Uh, Anthony's gone for a Norwich win. Sat on the fence, mate. <laughs> well, you see, Steve Stroke Scott agrees with me as well. Uh, oh, Steve, Scott, yeah. we'll have to words about your contract, mate. <laughs> Guys and girls, please, I can subscribe to the channel. Brilliant, Scott. Thank you very much. Please do. Uh, Chris, is it Brendan, <laughs> Brendan Genius Bellin? Something like that, yes. Hey, you know, I'm as fickle as the next fan. Um, easy leads win, says Dorco. Does he agree with me? Two or three nil. Um, easy. All right, well, we'll see. I mean, I'm probably <laughs> wrong, so you're probably all right, but yeah. I'm going to say this is the man who's lost a sort of a 10 point lead in the prediction league here. No, I just wanted <laughs> to do Leicester Proud, all right, and bottle a top four somewhere. <laughs> hey, we're going to look at the rest of the game straight after this. Yeah, please do subscribe, like, and 
click that notification bell. I thought I was going to start watching a DC or Marvel movie then. I was going to get popcorn ready. That was pretty damn impressive, eh, wasn't it? You know, this is uh, crap. These are these are uh, these are Man City graphics, not Norwich City graphics. You know, <laughs> Southampton against Watford. Surprised Southampton losing the other week as badly as they did to Villa. Um, they're still sat in ninth, um, and then you, you've got Watford. Well, you know, you know, just take everything I said about Norwich, cut out Norwich, and just fill in Watford. I won't have to repeat myself. Southampton win 100% of the time. Come on, Saints. I mean, maybe they're not going to get a 9-0 against them this season, but maybe that defeat to Villa is their version of the 9-0. They've just downgraded it this year uh, because it was surprisingly bad, weren't they? Yeah. I, mean, I, yeah. I mean, I know I, I actually backed them to win. That was a big mistake. But Southampton, for the most part, have been good. They've managed to put together enough consistent runs to to keep them there and thereabouts of where they normally are anyway. So Roy Roy's dried the goals up there conceding, but they're still having that issue of being able to put the ball back in the right net uh, yes. more than their opponents, funny enough, which is why they're so low down and slowly drifting further and further behind. I think he's coming too late. Uh, I think if you're going to bring in a Roy Hodgson to do a Roy Hodgson job, you can push it probably as far as Palace and do it after eight games, but anything after that, you're probably asking him to do way too much. Uh, and I do think Southampton get the edge here. Um, yeah, so I'm agreeing with you. Southampton probably probably get the win here this time around. Yeah, and I think had the, maybe they'd gone for um, Hodgson rather than Ranieri, that would have been a good time yeah. to get him in. Uh, and yeah. it might have still been... Would I don't think it necessarily would have saved his job. I think he'd have been gone at the end of the season. But you know, oh, whatever, we, yeah. whatever we say about Roy, and you know, we none of us would agree that his time as England manager was was a success. And I, I thought he would be good for the job, to be honest with you, because he'd managed abroad, and he wasn't. He was a disaster. But he kept Palace up, like you say, for quite a few years. And I can say, I think it's too late. I think it was too late for him to come in and do much. It's firefighting. It's more um, Sam Allardyce's sort of area. This, but had they say, had they gone for? I think if they got, I think honestly, if Watford had gone for Roy Hodgson as I say rather than Ranieri, I think we wouldn't. They'd, they'd be sort of round where Brentford were. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry, I should I say. Think so too. Yeah, Scott has gone for Southampton and Watford to be a draw. So. Um, that's quite Steve-ish that. I like that yes yeah he's been he's been watching him too long uh, yeah. so we are now down to well this game the, the Battle of the Clarets we are looking at um, West Ham Aston Villa um, West Ham one drawn drawn one lost um, sorry that's West Ham yeah Villa draw lost lost one one this could go either way couldn't it well, quite literally, I mean, you would say, look at West Ham, not, you know, have lost one in five, but it's it's 50-50 literally on the other outcomes of that. And yeah, they've been a bit inconsistent. And I've been saying that they're probably doing what Leicester were doing in their first season when we got into Europe, Europa League, which was we was doing well against the bigger sides. But when we were expected to win, we didn't always get it. You know, yeah. that's when we drop drop points more often than not. It was less against the big teams, or so it felt, than it was was the teams lower down. And 
Villa couldn't have asked for a better time to get in form, could they? To well, they got four, yeah. but it's two wins, but we cast it as form. So yeah, it's form, and it, it was a comprehensive win against Southampton. I mean, I thought I found it very hard to believe that um, you know when the commentator was trying to make out that Southampton were basically having their best spell at four nil, that it was very much. Aston Villa on full throttle at that point. I think they were very assured of the points. But, yeah. you know, they, they, they do go into this game, West Ham, in, in somewhat indifferent form. Um, Villa on the rise, big result. Um, and, you know, Coutinho bad. So, you know, that, that, that's proven out a decent move for them. Uh, but I can just, I can actually see, I can actually see Villa getting this one. I've got a funny feeling the Villa are going to go on another bit of a run and we're going to see that continuously be the case with Steven Gerrard, I think. He's going to have a few good spells and a few bad spells. It kind of does remind me of Chris Wilder in that first season, but a little mm. bit less consistency yeah. to it in terms of more wins and whatnot. Um, I think he's got that ability and I think maybe, yeah, I think we're going to give Gerrard the edge in this game and say that he comes up with a, right. a third win in a row for, for Villa. Scott Scott is doing a Steve here. He can't stand Villa, so he's just going for West Ham, whoever they were playing. Oh. Fair point, Scott. Fair well, point. No, this is real, mate. That's all that matters. As yeah. long as you've got your reasons, doesn't matter what yeah. they are. I mean, West West Ham, they lost. And in fairness, it was only to Liverpool. Say only to Liverpool. Yeah. It was to Liverpool. And it was only 1-0 is what I meant to say. Yeah. But I do feel maybe the wheels are slightly coming off that wagon a little bit. That said, they're still in sixth place. Um Villa, I mean, they drew with Leeds. They they lost to Newcastle. They lost to uh, Watford. I mean, you know, they, this is the form with Villa. But then, mm-hmm. you know, they go and beat Brighton. Sorry to have to keep bringing these up. And and they beat Southampton 4-0. And I, I find it a slightly worrying that I'm going to have to agree with Anthony here and go for the 1-1. Well, not saying they gave for 1-1, but I'm going to go for a draw because I think I just I just I, I today West Ham maybe yeah. I say the wheels are I mean, to come off the wagon and maybe Stephen Gerrard he had a good January window he bought some excellent players in Cortinho I mean we, this is the sort of player we all wanted um, you know what I, I I I can see him doing well but I think it's just a case of maybe getting them all you know in the next season when he's going to make it I say have a good run but. Yeah, I can see this being a draw, the same as Anthony here. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, I mean, I don't know if maybe I've been a bit swayed and got a bit giddy, but Leicester's form always likes to give you a lot of false hope. So I'm just going to look at it. Yeah. I did look at the table, you know, surprisingly getting a nosebleed because the rest is quite high up in comparison to Leicester <laughs> right now. But I know we always say I prefer the points over the games in hand, but I did look at the situation because I couldn't help getting a little bit giddy given our form recently. And yeah, I look at West Ham as the target. They've played what three more games than us, I think. Yes, yeah. So, and I think our points total would put us six points behind us as things stand. We would get we're on 33, so yeah, with no we, points, that would be 42. West Ham are on 45. So, we would be up there. We would, yeah, be up I, there. I'm just. Yeah. I'm, you know, if 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 we're gonna somehow scrape it, you, you've got to start trying to look at that goal and seeing where they are. And maybe that swayed me a bit, but I do feel like with how inconsistent West Ham have been over the last few months and the form that 
the, the big wins. It wasn't like they've just scraped a three, a, a two-one or a late one-nil. They've been comprehensive against both Brighton and and against Southampton. So I do fan, I really do fancy Villa for that. But yeah. I do also have a bit of a bias now. I know I have a soft spot for West Ham, but I'm going to have to put that on the shelf uh, in, in my predictions for this one because I think. They're still they're not as cushy in Europe as they were three months ago, are they? If no. you look at it from that perspective, because also there's a few clubs on the same points as us, but we're the only ones that have got a real get group yeah. of game hands that could yeah. maybe. Uh, Doug, welcome, yeah, welcome along. That's uh, welcome back. Two one, you got through at the end. So few squeaky bum time, but you're through. Um, that's the main thing. Uh, the other thing for me is as well, and I'm sorry, uh, I, I know he's not watching because it's past his bedtime, but, you know, Jake at West Ham, an official, yeah, I've gone for the draw, but if Villa beat you, then I'd just like to go on his channel and just go, I mean, because he was kind of, uh, I don't know if you saw it, he was, I'd, I'd gone onto his channel having a bit of banter with him, and it was an FA Cup preview, and he happened to say that they were still in the FA Cup. And we weren't, which fair point, you know, fair point. Uh, they lost, I think it was to Southampton that night in the FA Cup. And I did uh, uh, the Michael McIntyre send to all. Well, my version was sent to one and <laughs> he never got back to us. So bit of fun, bit of banter. That's what it's all about. Scott here. Um, main reason, main reason most surprised people, but having Martin O'Neill as a past manager, as well as having plenty of extra ex-work colleagues, definitely ex-work colleagues. You've got to, that's one of the reasons that I don't like Coventry. Um, why can't we have Forest, Derby, Coventry and West Brom in the Premier League instead of Brentford, Watford, Norwich and Brighton? I don't know if I'd want them all in there. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't really I wouldn't mind Forest coming up this season because, you know, we've, We've missed that derby games, haven't we? So I wouldn't mind. Don't want them all up, but I wouldn't. And, and I hope Derby get out of their problems again. And we're quite happy to you see them go down. But I yeah. don't want them to go out of business. You know. Uh, I mean, I don't care about West Brom. They're a West Midland side to me. Yeah. They're, they're not the rivals I grew up knowing. And I'll be perfectly honest. I like being the only East Midland side. Yes. I really do. I'm not going to... Yes, I miss the rivalry. Anybody would. And I would like to see one or two every so often. Because mm -hmm. my mum's a Coventry fan and my family's support where you were born from sort of thing. You know, they've been a while out there. Let's let's get Coventry back. Let's get yeah. them up there. If you're going to pick one, I'll pick them. But really, I'm actually quite smug being the only middle of the team. And I don't want Forrest to come up because I can keep... Because every time Forrest get mentioned to me from now on until the day they return to Premiership, I can keep saying how irrelevant they are. <laughs> and I enjoy saying that Forest yes. are irrelevant these days. I, I agree relevant. totally. I mean, if I had to have one come up, for me, it's Coventry. I've just grown yeah. up and they, they're the biggest rivals to me because they are the nearest. It's the M69 derby. Uh, they've been down. They've not had their own stadium. They've had to borrow Birmingham's. But I do miss that, you know, derby day feeling. Probably fans don't sort of seem to have it as much against Coventry. But I mean... Like you say, yeah. it is I mean, nice I was looking. Yeah, I was looking. I suppose a few others were as well. My era grew up with Coventry, Derby, and at some points Forest in the Premier League. All right, Forest. Yeah. I think was only maybe two seasons, maybe only one. They were that bad. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, we had Coventry and Derby were consistent in the nineties, weren't they, Chris? In the Premier League, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, I, I'm probably lucky. Maybe sometimes I've never experienced it. Maybe they've experienced playing 
the odd time, more notably, would have been Forest and Derby, but in the championship years. But in mm. terms of big Premier League stage, you know, unless you were around in the 90s and probably, like I say, I don't really know all the fixtures beforehand, but I'm guessing back as well, maybe in the 80s and that as well, that you don't really have that experience. So I understand why some fans would rather see it uh, than others. I'm, I'm just being smug that we're the best middle, East Midland side out there. I agree. I used to work with, and I think this must have been when we were both in the second tier, and I used to work with a, a Coventry fan. And we both, we were both, we were working in Padnam just outside Burnley. And the fact that he was from Coventry and I was from Leicester, we always used to have, we had a really, really large bet on every, every game, well, a pound. It was large for me, and, uh, and that that went on for quite a few years. But I know for me, I always always um, see it. But we're on to the biggest game of the weekend, uh, we Sky Sports on the Sunday. Um, we are travelling down to. Um, I, I, I got you. Got to say with Arsenal. I mean, you know, having arse in your name for a start isn't particularly yeah. going to work out for you. And I can see it. Your comment, Anthony. I'm not bringing it up yet, but yeah. It's got an arse in its name as Arsenal. Yeah. Their, name I mean, actually, their name actually extends to arse and all. Yes, arse and nil. Arse yeah. and nil, that's what it should be. But, yeah, I mean, with this, I mean, for years and years, we know Arsenal have been um, our bogey team, if you like. We managed to get over that the last couple of seasons with a couple of wins and, and we won first time away and all that sort of thing. I, Anthony, I mean, Anthony's great. Anthony's okay. We're doing a watch along, by the way. Uh, this Sunday, it's going to be uh, four, start at four o'clock. Me and Anthony are going to be doing a watch along. I love doing the watch alongs where you've got one fan of each team, it is brilliant. And so, Anthony, I will see you. I will see you then. Um, what I do find a lot of Arsenal fans are. Like we spoke about before, we're Arsenal, you know. It started off two two reasons that I don't like Arsenal is one, that time they beat us twice in the season we won the Premier League. Yeah, but they um, celebrated that like they won the league. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I mean they, they had that like picture that. and they got Ozil doing that in, in yeah. dressing. I'm thinking it was Valentine's Day cards as well, yeah. weren't it? It was yeah. Valentine's Day. It was the only bit of love Arsenal ever get themselves. Well, yeah, and to be honest with you, that all that did was I'm sure they probably took that photo and stuck it on the changing room wall and they just looked at that every time. Um, the fact that um, they also... Yeah, you've got fans that are... And, and you just said then, um, you know, Arteta, you know, you want him out. Why? Because we're not winning the, the Premier League. We haven't won the Premier League in I don't know how long. And just because you are Arsenal, it gives you no right to win the Premier League. And before, at the start of the season, it was so... Every Arsenal fan that I spoke to, Madison is coming to Arsenal. Oh, Why would Madison yeah. come to Arsenal? You were you finished eighth, we finished fifth. Because we're Arsenal. You, you know, you start yeah. saying like he would walk barefoot over broken glass to get yeah. that, to Arsenal. You know, it was kind of like... A, when they're defiant response to something like that, I mean, everybody says right that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back onto a selling club here that apparently our mentor is right that apparently no good player wants to stay at Leicester long enough. But let me just tell you, Arsenal shopping list. I've got it written down here, right? It goes Vardy, nope, that didn't happen. Madison, that didn't happen. 
Yuri Tillemans is still laughing on the phone uncontrollably. Wesley Fofana signed a new deal at Leicester. Oh, oh, oh no, wait, that, that's that's four of our players that Arsenal tried to say they were interested in and then pretend they weren't when they either signed a new deal or turned them down. But we're a selling club. Three out of four have got you know, deals with Leicester. The other players have got long-term deals with Leicester and... You know, I'm just wondering why Arsenal think they can take anybody and do it when, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we false advertise. Maybe we need to have a word about yeah. our advertisement board because maybe we've put, we've put Leicester selling club FC. But <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if it's been some miscommunication. But I for don't, a couple I of things, they can just take all our players. In fact, Arsenal, can you go in for your retirement again? Because you seem to scare them into signing the contracts to Leicester so they don't have to get approached by <laughs> well, you. I've got to be honest with you. I can see. Uh, and you're you're gonna probably fall off your bed now, but I can see Tillemans going to Arsenal if, and this is the big if, they finish in the top four. Rory no. Tillemans wants no. Champions no. League football. No, no, no. But he wants it consistently, not on a fluke. No, right. Um, and... if if Arsenal get. Yeah, but Arsenal, right? Chris, 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 you're forgetting the golden rule of Arsenal. Even if they got into the Champions League, what they end up doing is they end up trying to outdo Spurs. So they probably drop out of the Champions League, drop out of Europa League, get put in the conference and then get themselves kicked out of that. So they're doing better style than Tottenham. They'd have to make sure they fell from the very top to the bottom. Your return is far better than Arsenal on any consistent basis. There's only one way your returnments walked out the tunnel at Arsenal Sunday, half four, in Leicestershire. He's got way more ambition than Arsenal. Talk to me in four years' time if they're back to where they were. I'll give them all the doubts. I'll get a player like that. Not an issue. Right well, now, Arsenal Spurs yeah. will get... Like I said, I mean it, mate. If he was to get a phone call in the summer and then went, well, well you know, offer Leicester 40 million and a quid, because that always works for him, right? Your returns will still be laughing wherever he moves to going, I can't believe Arsenal actually thought I'd join them. Because he's yeah, no, more I, I, I do get what he said. Arsenal. What I was saying is, if they finish fifth or sixth, there's no way he would look at us. There's no way even if they finish you know. fourth, though, mate, because he's, he wants it consistently. Well, yeah, but he's, he's on the list. And this is the thing with Arsenal, is that they all want Arteta out um, because he's not winning them things. Well, he, he's, he's doing a project at the moment. He took over. You know, you wanted Wenger out because top four wasn't good enough. You wanted to be They winning. would take Wenger back in a heartbeat. Exactly. No, they exactly. That's the exactly. only man. That, they, yeah. They'd take him back in a heartbeat if the... If he if he was told go and get them your tournaments, go and convince them yeah. that we're not shit as we are. Yeah, and 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 the last in terms of on the they got Emery in. They got Emery out, who then went on, I believe, to win a, a quite a major European trophy with uh, with another team. Um, and then they wanted him out, so they got Arteta in. Now Arteta last season. I mean, the first season where he got you, we won in the FA Cup. But that wasn't good enough. Yes, he finished outside the top seven last season. Arsenal fans, apparently, you should be happy because none of you wanted the Europa Conference League because that was below you. You know that that you know how many yeah, Arsenal yeah, fans are saying yeah, actually not be in Europe yeah. than actually be in the Europa Conference League. How, how, how ironic can you call a competition beneath you when you quite literally finish beneath the competition exactly. qualification yeah. standards? Yeah, exactly. You can't so, believe something you can't achieve. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so it's this sort of 
Because I always say, this is what I'm saying about Leeds United. You know, I've spoken to two Leeds United fans this weekend. Um, One I did the watch along with Connor and Carl that I did the opposition view with, and and neither of them were of the mind of we deserve to be in this division because we are Leeds, and that is that is that is the attitude. And they were like us; they've been down to the third tier. We went bust. They as good as went bust. They rode the dream. Yeah. They threw the dice. It went wrong. So they know they've been well, there. And, and let's face say, it, we were also very fortunate that we didn't get further punishment, weren't we? We, yes. we, we for a club, have to admit, we, we got off light. We were very thankful. Well, the way it was our played. fault. When we went bust, they didn't actually have points deduction. It was our fault that uh, after we went bust, and was it Neil Warnock, I think? Yeah, Neil Warnock complained that we just went straight back up and that shouldn't be allowed. Um, and that's why they brought points. Yeah, that's, what, in. that's then probably why Neil Warnock thought he'd chance his arm at that Sheffield United with the Tebes deal thing. He thought, hey, yes. if I can convince him to do this rule change, maybe I can do it again. Indeed. indeed. I mean, we know Steve's going to go for, Ars- uh, for Leicester because he hates Arsenal. Yeah, um, but he'll also be conflicted because this is one of them games he'd normally go for the opposite to try. And... It is, it is. And Anthony, I know, I mean, Anthony's gone 3 1 Arsenal. Anthony's he, he's fine. He's not one of those Arsenal well, fans that are like well, that, but there's a lot. I've, I'm on two Arsenal channels uh, this weekend. Wish me luck with both of them because uh, I'm on, uh, they're both likely to also have each other on, and I'll probably just be the sat there watching them argue about. <laughs> what have you? So, wish me. I'm got. I'm going to get a book. I'm going to get a book out of the library for those shows. Yeah, um, one of them big encyclopedias, mate. You want to get one yes, of them? One of yes. them big. Scott says Tillemans for him goes to Juventus. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. I'll, you know what? I'll take it. I wouldn't care if he shipped himself off to Monaco. Yeah. Monaco. Yeah. I wouldn't. Care, as long as it's not in the Premiership, that's all I ask of him. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. And I we'll think the, I do what I'd do. I, I'd, I'd certainly bring back Dennis Pratt then. Well, we'll, we'll see. I, I think that's more highly unlikely. Uh, I do think there's an issue between the player and the club, unfortunately. Uh, and I, well, it'd be is nice. That, I know Leicester fans want him back. I was going to say, is that trouble between the two, uh, the club and the player, is that because he wasn't getting regular game time, which he thought he should have? And fair enough, you know, all players um, um, that... So, you know, every player thinks they should have more game time. Yeah, I know what you're saying. He's he's a you know he's in Belgium. He's a Belgian regular. Uh, They're the best football team in the world internationally. Uh, But if Tillemans goes, could Pratt then not become that player and that be his role? Because he's never left us down, and he's a damn good player. I mean, it it sounds unlikely, but then. Who would have thought that we'd see Mendy in a Leicester shirt this season, despite the solid job he did the season before? But who saw that coming, you know? Mm. And who saw Chowdhury getting game time, especially at right back of all positions? But he's been playing a bit more recently. We've had a few moments with this club. Well, we've, you know, Daniel Amate, fans, yeah. fans always start to say he's player of the year, the way he's turned the form on in the last five or six games for us. Who, who just saw him as a, as, a, as a regular? I mean, I even said to you, as, as excited as I am for the return of Wes, I am like a kid at Christmas about Wesley Fafana's return. I really am. I don't know if you've seen me tweet it about 500 times. Might have missed it. Go and check my Twitter. <laughs> but I'm also already subconsciously starting to feel sorry because you just feel, you know, even though how well he's been, it's going to be so untrue that drops. 
it won't be Solentru that gets dropped for it. And that's not to say that solentru has been bad over the past two or three games. It's just, you know, you know, that, mm. you know what I mean? It's great to see Wes back, but I'm going to feel sorry if he's going to stick with yeah. the four. But. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, who knows if Brendan's not kind of said, look, we think we're going to lose Tillemans. Yeah. There's a maybe, I mean, there is a chance. There is a yeah. chance. Go, go and go, go and out, get some, you know, don't play football quite rightly. I shouldn't stop you being able to play football. You go mm-hmm. and you let him go. And then if he does leave in a year, yeah, that space is, that space is, we don't know. We don't yeah. know. I mean, like um, you said, it's happened before. We've seen it. Yes. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it was the case. You can't rule it out because of yeah. how many occasions we've seen it with Brendan. Like you said, if he goes, I mean, he's got Kieran Dewsbury Hall. Yeah. Pratt might feel, well, actually, now I feel like I can get more game time because I've seen that if they don't perform, these players do get job and do get runs in the team. So if I come back and commit myself, yes. maybe I'll get yeah. more. Well, time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. Anthony, I'm on Lucas' channel at five o'clock on, um, on Thursday and I'm on uh, Stephen's channel at 10 o'clock on Wednesday. And... To be honest with you, I know I know that um, Stephen is going on Lucas' channel. Um, that will be interesting, like I say, because if they if they start moaning to each other and arguing, I'm I'm just I'm just leaving. Um, well, I was on Stephen's earlier for a Champions League and Europa League prediction show. Oh, mm. oh that was fun. Yeah, yeah, you have my sympathy. Well, <laughs> Luca would own, I, I don't know if there's any Arsenal fans in the chat, but answer me this question. Would you take Rashford and would, if he'd won, if we, oh. would he be your backup or would you get him in the starting lineup? That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, Joe. I'll be interested. Well, to I'm, put, I'm putting you down. I'm putting you down. Moving on quickly. <laughs> putting you down for Leicester, there, Brad. Uh, yeah, in fact, mate. Yes. Uh, from the man who predicted North Macedonia, from the man who predicted that Tottenham won't pick the stoppers getting to fourth place last season and crushed us four two. I've decided I want to keep jinxing myself and I've gone for a, bo- a Brad's bold prediction of 2-1. If you can't quite read that out there, it's yeah. Saka will score for Arsenal in the 67th minute, but it'll already be 2-0 to Leicester because Madison's going to score on the 39th minute and Vardy will get us the points on the 62nd minute with a goal. So if two, we lose, it's not one point. I'm never doing this again. Yeah, last game, and this I think is going to be a very quick one. I can't see there being a lot of chat about this. Manchester City go to Crystal Palace. Can you see anything other than a Man City win? Crystal Palace, mate. Crystal Palace always seem to come up trumps against mm. Man City. I don't know. I mean, how did they, did, they, did they play tonight? Man City, or is that next week they play? No, they haven't played tonight. No. They haven't played tonight. Oh, so it might be tomorrow or whenever, I don't know. If I'm losing track of who's playing who and when. Um, but they've got Sporting. So if it's if it's tomorrow, then, you know, they'll probably go into that full of goals. But look, Crystal Palace do are the bogey team of sorts, aren't they? I think they, they, they come out and somehow nick a winner. So I don't really want to rule Palace they're, out. But... They're playing, they are hosting Sporting tomorrow. Okay. Uh I mean, they won the first day comprehensively, didn't they? Four, five, nil. So I, I'd imagine they're going to do the same to them, especially if it's at Man City. Uh, I'll be gutted if I go with Man City and Palace win because I want to get the points. But I am going to say 
Man City really should win this. And I'm going to learn my lesson one day. I'm going to back cross the pass and I'm going to beat Man City again. And I'm going to get some points, but not this season, apparently, because I'm going to make the foolish mistake of backing Man City. <laughs> I mean, I can't see... Ed- well, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, yeah, deep down... I think Man City will will do. I can't see they will. You know they may lose a game before the end of the season. I don't think this is it because Palace just aren't in you know top form. I mean they drew with Brentford. They lost to Chelsea, albeit only one nil. They beat Watford. They drew with Burnley, uh, and obviously they beat Wolves the other day. Uh, a very poor Wolves side, in fairness. Man City only lost one in five, as you can see going across the ticker tape, and that was to Tottenham. <laughs> Man City, but what I, what I, you know, I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed. Of course, is Palace are there just above us? Let's let's hope they lose and, and we can make up some ground. I mean, Palace are on 33 points, exactly the same as us, uh, but they have played three more games than us. So yeah. if we could beat Arsenal and then Palace lose to Man City, because I mean, we when we beat Leeds, we were up to tenth at one point, and then know, at the end I'm of the day, really dizzy up there. Yeah, at the end of the day, we were back down to um, it was in the top <laughs> down to twelve where we started. So we both gone for Man City. Scott, on behalf of Steve, is going for a draw. Whoa, okay. Stranger things have happened with Palace. Stranger yeah, things. like I said, they're, they're a bit of a bogey team. You could probably say that about Spurs, their only defeat in that run. They're a bit yeah. of a bogey team for Man City. So you know, you can't rule it out, but. Going off what you've just reminded me there with them being on, I know we've got three games to hand, but they're on the same points. If we can get the points on the board against Arsenal, like I'm hoping to, then uh, it'd be nice if Man City could actually get it right for once against them and, and beat them. Yes, yeah. Well, just to quickly go through that, we've all gone for Liverpool to beat Brighton. And with, with Scott, thank you very much, Scott, for coming in for Steve there um, on that. It's Steve's, uh, Steve's just messaged Chris saying if he gets all if he gets all ten results wrong, he'll, he'll see you in court. <laughs> I don't do score predictions, Anthony, but I went for a Leicester win um, on that one. So uh, we've all gone for Liverpool, say to beat uh, Bradford, and thanks to, to Scott for Brighton. his first draw was a draw between Brentford and Burnley, but we've both gone for Brentford wins. We were yeah. totally split, split with Man United Spurs. Steve went obviously Man United for Steve. Um, Scott went Man United for Steve. You went for Spurs. I went down the middle. Yeah. Funnily enough, nobody fancies Chelsea against Newcastle. I um, know, right? Yeah. Uh, Scott's gone for Newcastle. Point. We no. both went for the draw. Yeah. Um, so not more, probably less surprising than that is nobody went for ever, any points for Everton. Um, Steve's gone for a draw. You and me have gone for Wolves. Leeds, Norwich, you've gone for a draw. And I only really do wish I had the you cannot be serious clip, which I haven't. But um, you've gone for Norwich. And me well, and Scott went for Leeds. To be fair, it wouldn't really it'd fall on deaf ears to you not be serious part now, wouldn't it, with their seasons, both of them? Yes, yeah. Uh, Watford are going to get nothing at Southampton. Scott yes, needs to well, no, no, well, get a point, but you no, would be thought, no, 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 we said that with such confidence. Watch Watford win now, yeah. Well, with the season the way it's going, yeah, the worst season ever. 9 0 that I just said yeah. they avoided this season. West Ham Villa, 
Again, totally split there. Scott went for West Ham. I went for the draw. You went for Villa. We've all gone for Leicester to be Arsenal, Anthony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was it? Uh, it was Morecambe and Wise, wasn't it? Eric Morecambe used to get Arsenal. <laughs> um, I just, we just actually, just out of interest, and I haven't, I haven't got any curtains for you. Um, but should we just see? When the last time Arsenal won a trophy? What do you think? Oh, go on, go on. That, that's that's. Um, it won't let me. Where are we? Where's the teams? Um, no, I can't <laughs> because it's well, not when, sure. when did they win the FA Cup? Oh, it was a couple of seasons ago. In fairness, wasn't it? So what? It was about three, three seasons ago. Two, it was three, you know, it was Arteta's first season, wasn't it? But when was uh, that then? Yeah, ah, it was a couple of seasons. We'll, we'll give them that. Yeah, about, about two and a half, um, probably three years ago. Yes, three yeah. a bit years ago or something like that. Nobody's going for Palace against Man City. Um, Scott's gone for a draw. You and me have gone for a Man City win. Uh, yeah, and like so, I said, so, I so, Q, Q a hat trick. Yes, and Anthony went. Um, Chelsea 2 1. So, yes, I think you, you agree with. Oh, Chelsea 2 1. Ah, yeah, yeah, Anthony. But uh, yeah, you, it was the FA Cup final against Chelsea. It was indeed. Um, talking of which, we have got there's a lot of games coming up. We've got Wren's coming up on Thursday at eight o'clock. Brad will be joining me for the post match after that. It's another one with your cocoa and slippers at half 10 ish. Tomorrow. We've got uh, the preview, the Wren's preview show at 7 o'clock. We won't be doing a preview show for the second leg because, to be honest, they're so close together, it, it's not worth doing. Uh, but also tomorrow at 1 o'clock, I know it's a, 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 an odd time and some people, will be, well, a lot of people will be working, uh, but so will he at night. So <laughs> at 1 o'clock, uh, I will be talking to Mick McCarthy. Um, oh, who Not the manager. <laughs> oh. Don't get excited. Well, I thought you'd um, gone mainstream. I thought it was going to get the uh, man himself. We get scared of cameras. To be honest with you, I could, I couldn't afford him. Oh. <laughs> he'd, he'd only want he'd only want a one one way flight. If you're right. Well, actually, in fairness, let me let me in fairness. Actually, I say it's Mike McCarthy. Sorry, oh, it's Mike McCarthy. Oh, I really. Who, who oh, is actually boom, that false false advertisement? <laughs> he's actually at Radio BBC Radio Leicester this week. He, he works for BBC Radio Leicester, covering Leicester City, and he also um, works for Talk Sport, uh, covering some matches as well. So, I was going to talk to him about Leicester's season, what has gone wrong, where it's gone wrong, why has it gone wrong, um, from uh, a say professional but from a, a a reporter's you know a presenter sort of point of view so one o'clock tomorrow it's going to be interesting sorry it's not mick but it's mike, oh, mike McCarthy. Nah, it's still a great guest mate it's still a great guest of it is it is i mean bbc radio leicester and like i say um uh talk sport as well mate thank you so much for coming along and joining yeah, us as it, mate, always as always, um, and have a good rest of the evening for what's left of it. And yeah, uh, I will do, mate. Stay I will safe, do. you know. And um, and everybody else, take care as well in the chat. Yeah, Scott's just said here. Um, 
Brad, if I don't help Steve close the gap on you both, and I'm going in hiding. Um... <laughs> well, you, you can't get any further behind. Yeah. Chris and Brad have the same dream, a Leicester win. But at least we at least we don't have, because I believe that, that all the Arsenal squad... Hey, hey, yeah. Sorry, Anthony. Anthony, Anthony quick question. Sorry to quit your Chris. I'm just, I've just got these, um, I've got these fixtures down here. Who are Arsenal playing on Thursday, mate? Sorry, I was just looking for your you you your European football. I can't yeah. see any. Is there a, is there a misprint? You you'd think so because they're always there. And they, 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 yeah, because that is out there. there yeah. You know. Well, I tell you what. I tell you where all their players will be on Thursday because if you remember, I did say that they celebrated after beating us. You know, early in the dressing room, that oh. they are actually all going to be on Thursday evening. The squad are going to go to the uh, fertility clinic. Because they were suffering from premature celebration. <laughs> oh, oh, if you don't, don't laugh, you'll cry. On that note, on that note, come on. I mean, it, it was the big build-up. All the shows yeah, isn't it always, mate, for the premature ones? <laughs> it is actually. I'm going to be honest with you. I actually, I was actually going to go, but I turned up a day early for my appointment. Oh anyway, dear, that's another. Yeah, I, um, I I I actually had a me a meeting that's supposed to help you with stop being late for them, but apparently it was apparently it was yesterday, not today. Yes. See, they I get horrible. Yeah, you haven't got a tumbleweed bottle for that yeah. one. Yeah. So, 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 what is it, Chloe sees in you? Your sense of humour? No, she's technically blind, mate. I've told her this myself. It works. It's my charm <laughs> away from the camera that works. All the best, mate. Have a good night, and I'll see you. Probably speak to you before, but I'll see you uh, late at night on Thursday. When let's hope we're talking about going back to France the following week with a good win. Yeah, good night. Good, good, nice five nil victory. That'll be nice yeah. to talk about, mate. And then I yeah. can only dream and wake up. Yeah. And Anthony, Anthony, that's European football. Yeah, it's see what it is. It's a French side. So what we have to do is they have to come here and we have to go there. It's called a two legged event. It's playing a country that's in a different league because you've done so well that you get the chance to do that, you know. But, you know, you can always look back at your, you know, 13 years of um, of Champions League football. Uh, how did that work out for you, by the way? I mean, I, I do remember Arsene Wenger actually saying that when Leicester City won the uh, Premier League, and this was Arsene Wenger saying that we would be an embarrassment to English football. Was that the season that Arsenal got stuffed 7-2 over two legs and we were the last English team in the competition in the quarterfinals? I you do believe it mind. was. You know I what do I mean? believe it was. You know, you know what we have to explain these things to Arsenal fans? It just reminds me of this show. The more you know. You know, that's saying, isn't it? It's the yeah. more you know. Arsenal fans, it's, it's something that might return to you this season. You'll get the... The joys of it. You got to get through six six qualifying games. You know, you got to play your qualifying games first. I have to be honest with you. I mean, I say I've got Arsenal down to finish uh, in fourth, but you know, who knows? Let's yeah, say, I was looking the other day at the predictions about where we said everybody would finish, and once you get past the top three, everybody and the bottom two, everybody is is way off it. But anyway, I will. We're, we're like long lost lovers. Uh, you go first. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. I say it for the final time. Thanks very much, Brad. I'll no, see you on Thursday, ten thirty. Stay safe. I'll see you, mate. Thanks a lot. Like that.
thanks to Brad there for joining us and giving us his his forthright um, unbiased opinion. <laughs> you guys love Arsenal. I don't, and I can't. I don't hate you as much as Steve hates you. I gave my reasons for hating you before. Um, it's the club. It's and some of the fans, not all of the fans, uh, but it is the club. But uh, there we go. One o'clock tomorrow, Mike McCarthy and say BBC Radio Leicester sports uh, presenter, as well as Talk Sports sport presenter will be with me on the show at one o'clock. Be sure to join in. If you can't make it at one o'clock, it will obviously be on the YouTube channel. Thank you for watching. Thank you to everybody that was in the comments. Anthony, cheers, mate. You take you take a bit of banter. Uh, I'm sure you'll get your own back if you beat us on, uh, on uh, Sunday. Maybe I'm not looking forward to that watch. <laughs> um, thanks to Scott for standing in for Steve. Thanks to everybody else that was uh, that was joining in as well. And if you are listening to this on podcasts, Spotify, Google, Apple iTunes, Amazon Podcast Addict, thank you so very much for tuning in. Um, I will be back, like I say, tomorrow at one o'clock. Take care, stay safe, and like I always say, don't do anything that I wouldn't enjoy. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.